I have me, my personal five things that I have on my wish list for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the offseason. And I'll tell you what they are in just a second here. Locked on Jaguars. You are locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, y'all? Thank you for joining me again here on the Locked On Jaguars Daily Podcast. I am the host of the Locked On Jaguars Podcast, Tony Wiggins. Thank you for joining us because it's your team every day. We thank you very much for making us your first listen. Also letting you know that we are free on all platforms. Wherever you get your podcast, you ain't paying for it. That's right. Wherever you get them, we are free. And make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube page as well. I have to let you know that today's episode of Locked On Jaguars is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick between two and six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com. Promo code, one word, Locked On. As y'all can tell, I'm juggling around this big. If you're watching. I'm juggling around this big old notebook because I have some things. So let me get to it and tell you what we're going to talk about here today. The top five things that we are going to wish have a wish list for. And this is me. This is not Jaguar land. This is not other people in the media. This is not fan base. It's not other folks on Twitter who have responded to some of the things that I've said recently on our podcast. This is me. Tony Wiggins, and I could be right or I could be wrong. And I am not, this is not what I've heard anyone in the building is going to do. This is not even what they should do. This is what I hope they do and what I wish for. So I wanted to give that disclaimer because a lot of times we have information that is sort of need to know that we may have heard. I ain't heard nothing. I ain't heard a word. So I don't want to confuse y'all about anything. This is just me, myself, and I giving you what I believe gives the Jaguars the best chance to win. And it's sort of vague. It's not even super, super specific. But the first one I'm going to tell you is I want them to find the number that they need to retain Juwan Taylor. This is a continuance of what we talked about yesterday, so I'm not going to belabor it. Outside of the fact that I'm seeing more and more split and more and more polarization when I uh, <clears throat> noticed that this topic is being embraced by folks. And everybody does a really, really good job of explaining themselves. Everybody really, really talks about it correctly. They say a lot of correct things and they give a real, real good reason and explanation for whatever side they're taking on this. There's just, some parts of it that I disagree with wholeheartedly. And it's really simple to understand in the Jaguars history. They just haven't had very many good players, right? When you think about 
relatively speaking, with other organizations. They can't afford to let a 25-year-old good player go, especially when I personally believe he's better than the guy that you're going to replace him with, especially when the guy that you're talking about replacing him with, he ain't making that much money. He's on a rookie deal. And also because my man John Shipley said today that they made their money, they made their bed last year when they paid Cam Robinson and you can't undo it. I agree with him. But it's also a bad reason, in my opinion, to get rid of a guy. If you can look back at that situation as, uh, I made my bed in it, don't make it worse and compound it by getting rid of this dude. And I know I'm one that's big on the allocation of funds and how many people you can pay at certain positions. This is not one of those things where I'm opposed to it. You can pay more than one offensive lineman. You can pay more than three offensive linemen money. Later on, I'm going to show you what Philly did and how and why I mean this. Uh, how I mean that Philly can can pay more. You can pay more than a couple of people on that offensive line. You can pay more than a few. You can pay more than two guys big money on the offensive line. I'm going to talk in the second segment about positions where I want to see them draft people and usually where those guys are, because you know, I'm not the quote unquote, you can find a guy here or there in this round or that round, but under usual, usual circumstances where you sort of find people and where you can reasonably think that someone will still be in that position to help you. One of the reasons I can do this is because I know the Jaguars aren't looking for a quarterback and there are about four teams that are looking for quarterbacks early. So you can go through the mocks and you can start eliminating folks, right? I know the Jaguars may need improvement at linebacker, but I also think that they have pretty much made their bed as we talked about already and aren't going to take one in the first two or three rounds, right? So because of that, and because of the mock drafts that I have personally done league-wide, with not without other people's opinions, just to give myself an idea of who will be where based on what I think about those prospects. I have an idea of where they can pick certain positions. I'm also going to tell you why in segment three that there's a special position, not really a special position, but a position that most people don't think that they need to add one player. I actually think they need to add two. I have two positions that way. One of them really isn't a position, but the other one is a role, and that is a, as a big, long, lengthy pass catcher, and you can get that at the tight end position or the wide receiver position or both. So in segment two, we'll get to that, and we'll talk about why retaining Evan Ingram and getting Calvin Ridley still might not be enough for me, and I'll tell you what determines what my enough is. But first... I just think you got to retain Jawan Taylor. He's better than the guy you're going to replace him with. The guy you're going to replace him with is on a rookie deal, so it's not like you got to pay play him right now. You wait one more year, and maybe that guy is replacing the other guy at left tackle, and you have your two bookend tackles forever because next year might be a friendlier year to either trade or part ways with Cam Robinson. Ask Cam Robinson to play left guard. That solves your problem right there, doesn't it? 
You ask Cam Robinson to play left guard, you got a left tackle at, uh, even though Cam has said, and I've repeated this over and over again, he says he never played nowhere else, and he doesn't sound like he wants to. Uh, if you're the coaching staff, you don't give him a choice. You either try it or you sit over there on the bench and, until we decide that it's cap-friendly enough for us to trade you. The other thing is, we're, look, we're still the Jaguars, right? Just there's some folks that are saying, well, he had three mediocre years and one great year now. But those those people still want to keep Evan Ingram, who had four mediocre years and finally had a good year, but everybody wants to go and pay Evan Ingram as if he is one of the top five tight ends because statistically this year he just happened to be. Make it make sense, will you? I'm going to make all this stuff make sense here if I can keep my microphone from falling on the floor. And we will do that here today on Locked on Jaguars. We're going to talk about our wish list. You've already heard what number one is for me. I'll tell you more about it in just a second. I have to let you know that one of today's sponsors is FanDuel. And I am so, so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel is the best and if you're new to FanDuel that's even better they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy and that's a great combination to have something that's fun and super easy to do new customers join to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. You don't want to make no bets, man, with these janky sites that don't give you all the information and all of the, the absolute convenience of FanDuel. So don't get caught making that mistake. FanDuel, it, FanDuel is the only one. And it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And that is extremely important. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL. And you guys are my official or unofficial sports partners today here on Locked on Jaguars and we are thrilled to have you join us and make us your first listen make sure you make your second listen Locked on NFL the Locked on NFL podcast is also a daily podcast where yours truly is on there every Wednesday with my partner James Rapine but every single day you can find a great podcast uh in Locked on NFL that will give you the information that you can't get anywhere else from people unique to those situations because they are the local experts and talent. So make sure you tap in and like and subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and make it your second listen. All right, I said I was going to give you five things. I think I'll run through about two or maybe three more in segment two. The first one, as a recap, is to find the number to retain Jawan Taylor. Folks said, man, that might be a little bit easier than you 
suspect. Now, it, it, I mean, it, it, it might be harder than I make it sound, but no, I, I don't believe it's that hard because when Trent Baalke says cash over cap, I think about Christian Kirk's deal that everybody went all crazy about saying that's too much money. That's a lot of cash. Cap ramifications aren't terrible, even though it's only a three-year deal. Maybe they can stretch that. I think it was a four-year deal. So Christian might be one of those guys that can give them a little bit of uh, relief if they extend that deal another year, give them some more cash, a little bit of bonus, knock down that cap number, and now you can possibly afford Jawan Taylor. You lose Shaquille Griffin, likely to being waived. That's going to save you over 13, maybe $14 million. You're getting closer and closer to where you need to be. And they can do that with a number of other guys and even some of those cuts of the people who are on the books to make a million dollars, 1.5, maybe 1.4. A lot of those backups, guys that are, have uh, tenure or vested and, and, and deserve a certain amount of money that you know were maybe your nickel or dime guys in the secondary, and now you're going to go out and get two more people, so that's going to push them away, and you get the chance to save some money there. So I, the Jaguars can get under the cap. That's no problem, and they can afford uh, some other players. As long as Juwan Taylor's number isn't through the roof, right? I, I wouldn't overpay for anybody, but I'd always be, as an option, as an alternative, I'm threatening to slap that tag on them so they can't go anywhere, and, and then we can work something out. Of course, in that situation, the player can leverage that to get a better deal because they know you don't want to have an $18 million cap figure on somebody when you can make that number half of that by signing them to a long-term deal. So let's just say I hope I hope mutually they want to keep him, which I know they do, and hopefully he wants to stay, and but he'll get a fair deal, uh, a little bit more leaning towards his side than leaning toward the club side. But there's a way that you can affect the annual year amount by uh, manipulating the guaranteed money as well as giving them cash up front. So second thing I hope they do, I hope they draft a corner in round one, two, or three. And I said that because you don't know who's going to be there and how much better you think he is than somebody else who might be there a little bit later somebody who can play in the slot and outside. Now there are two different types of players for this. There's the Joey Porter Jr. Who can play either one. It's probably better off outside because he's like six two, a buck 90, buck 95, similar to the build of uh, Tyson Campbell. But I do think some of his experience, I've seen him where he's been lined up playing off in the slot. Because whatever you do, you want to leave Darius Williams outside because he's better outside than he is inside, even though he's built like an inside corner. He's not necessarily an inside corner. So there are slot guys. And then if you're going to be primarily in a 4-2-5, that's also a slot guy who has the size, who may be able to run with tight ends, since so many people are making that a big deal. Um, if, if We need to examine if the Jaguars had a problem stopping tight ends, or if the Jaguars had a problem stopping Travis Kelsey, because stopping Travis Kelsey is something that everybody has a problem with. So to overstate that and to, to try to overcompensate for that, in my opinion, would be a problem. I do know they have problems with people running across their face on shallow crosses, whether that's a tight end or running back or a slot receiver or an outside receiver on a pick route. So that has to get better regardless of the position of the player on the other side. 
But I think in round one, two, or three, you find a corner who can cover. I said Joy Porter Jr. is one type. Another type is uh, Grant Grant Williams from um, Syracuse, or Grant Wilson from Syracuse. Pure slot, pure slot corner. Not as big, but is feisty. Looks like a, a guy who, it, when you look at these veterans that have been around the league for a long, the Mike Hintons or the Mike Hiltons of the world, that's what he looks like. He looks like one of those guys. Whereas Joey Porter Jr. is built up like a Bradbury, sort of bigger, longer, angular corner. So I think drafting a guy at one, two, or three who can play slaughter inside or outside uh, will help this team. I need him to be greedy with pass rushers. And what I mean be greedy is this, even if they retain Evan Ingram at a good number and they add Calvin Ridley, who we all expect is going to be cleared, get another one. Find another young receiver. I said first, second, or third for the corners. I'm going to double back and go first, second, or third for uh, one of those receivers, or maybe even in the fourth round. When you look around the league, there are a lot of players that match up with what their teams want them to do uh, that are there in the third or fourth round, first or second. First might be pushing it a little bit, but it depends. It depends. If you get a complete tight end who can play in your 11 personnel uh, where you have two tight ends on the field, perfect. I have no problem with it whatsoever. That's not 11 personnel. I mean, when you have, I think it's 12, when you have one running back and two tight ends, I think is a perfect scenario, especially in a Doug Peterson offense that you have both of those guys. Uh, Evan Ingram's your move type who can also act like your big receiver a little bit. And then another guy, another tight end who is really a, a good blocker, but it's not just a blocker who's also a pass catcher. Right now what they have is they have guys that when you put them in the game, you know they're in there to do one thing or the other. They're either there to block or they're either there to catch passes. It's not both. Um, find a young edge rush specialist, even if Arden Key is retained. If you think that the top three will be Josh Allen, like this year, Trayvon Walker and Arden Key, you're right. Dewan Smoop might not be ready early in the year. I think Kalevon Chasen at this point is a waste. What will Jordan Smith offer them when he comes back? All six foot seven, 260 pounds of him. When he comes back after missing the entire season with an ACL, I know he's healthy. I've seen him recently, and he's healthy and he's already running. So we'll see about that. But I wouldn't rest on it. I would go out and get me a situational pass rusher. I mentioned a team that has all of these salary cap issues that you would think Philadelphia. Philadelphia don't have any cap issues. And guess what they did? They went out and got Hassan Reddick, who doesn't even start for the most part when they go to uh, their sub packages. He's always in there, but they play Brandon Graham and they play Josh Sweat. And somehow they find a way to get Hassan Reddick up on the line of scrimmage and passing downs. He is a serious pass rush specialist. There are a few of them around the league. Even if you have to go the veteran route, get you a guy that you can play 15 to 20 snaps a game that know how to get after the quarterback. I don't care if you go even, even some of the older guys, the, uh, uh, the Houston's of the world uh, who used to play with Kansas city guys like that. Um, there are a lot of guys, the uh, Komodo to and all of these dudes around the league that they have a role. Arden key was that dude. Arden key was that guy. 
until this past, you know, the last couple of years, that's who he was. And now everybody thinks he's going to get $20 million on the free agency market. I think you can keep him, but I think you still need to look for Sam Williams, a guy like that, Dorrance Armstrong, those guys that Dallas has two of them. Why can't we find one? I think we should make sure we look for it. All right, third and final segment here. What I'm going to do is we're going to run across uh, the cap situation from these other teams. I'm going to tell you this mystery position where I think they need to address it twice. We'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. I got to let you know about prize picks, man, because, well, they're our sponsor for today, and it is absolutely unreal that you can play a daily fantasy game based on projections and entries and win you some Skrilla. I've been doing it all year, and look, i got a pretty good track record, right? I'm not going to give you my picks. you got to do that on your own, of being able to dictate the game and take all of your fantasy football knowledge and say, okay, they put this projection on this player of what they think he's going to do. Do I think it's more or less? And if you do that between two and six players, pick two to six players, two to six entries, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize pick offers projections on any sport you want to watch. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, college football, college basketball, all of that stuff and more, even MMA and boxing. Entries can, can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It's safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Right now, what I need you to do is download the Prize Picks app or get uh just go to prizepicks.com and sign up and get daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with the promo code locked on if you deposit 100 prize picks will give you 100 if you deposit 50 prize picks will give you 50 on your initial sign up don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to 100 also, make sure you tap in and continue to make Locked On Jaguars your first listen. Make Locked On NFL your second listen. Great podcast, Locked On NFL, with a different set of hosts or host every single day. You get it straight from the, the mouth of the experts around the NFL, stories from all around the league. Make sure you tap in, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It is absolutely free. All right, mystery position first. Then I'll go over the Eagles. That's the mystery team, the Eagles salary cap. I want the Jaguars to address the running back position. I know everybody's going to kill me. Talking about, ah, man, you can't allocate that many resources to the running back position. And I get it. You're right. You can't. But what you can do is you can fortify the position with different type of people. I want you to get in your mind Baltimore. Think about Baltimore or think about Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati has Joe Mixon and he tires the team out and the team is all worn out from that quarterback chasing him around and those receivers. And then for five or six carries or pass receptions a game, they come in with Samaj Ryan, who is big and strong and powerful and you can tell they don't want to tackle him. So I want the Jaguars to get them a bruiser, a bruiser who understands his role, a big, powerful running back who can also pass block 
who can also catch the ball, a complete back. Think about the Eagles, how many backs that they have, right? Think about all those teams that are winning, how many backs they have. Look at the final four teams right now, and they have multiple backs and multiple people that they can give the ball to. The thing about Jacksonville is Jermichael Hastings is a small guy, and he's a free agent. He's powerful, though. Jamal Agnew, they give him the ball, but I don't want him touching the ball as much because he's a small dude, and I think the more you give it to him, the more he, he might have a chance to fumble. And I want him concentrating really on the one or two plays that he gets outside and those kick returns. Um, I want a big physical back to compliment Travis Etienne and to help wear the other team down because I don't think Etienne actually does that. He said, why two? Okay, I want the running back two to be that guy. I want the running back three to be a fourth-round guy who, when he touches the ball, you see lightning, like Devin A. Chain. Yeah, that dude. Like, not a full-time starter, but like a Jarek McKinnon type that when you take your guy out, you put him in, and he gives you a pop, and he does the same things that your starter does. And he can also help you out in the kicking game and in the pass game, and you can have one or two plays designed just for that guy. So a lot of folks may find a lot of fault in the things that I'm saying right now because it's like, that's not what we need. That's not what we need. I want everybody to do what I did. I started thinking about, okay, if and when they win it all, what will they look like? And they'll look like they have some of this stuff that I'm talking about. Because all of the teams that are vying for a championship right now look just like that. You know who their backups are. You know who those guys that might get one or two touches are. They have dynamic playmakers and pass catchers. You could argue that the Bengals didn't need Jamar Chase. You don't know that you need Jamar Chase until you get one, right? And now T. Higgins, who could be a number one, is 1A. The, or number two. That's how you improve. That's how you get better. That's why you contended for championships. It's stuff just like that. And I think the Jaguars have a shot to do those things too. So I said I was going to let you take a take a look at the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles cap, and I'm going to go through some stuff. I'm going to talk about dead money. Dead money is, is, is money that has already been paid to a player that eventually has to show up on your salary cap some sort of way. Let me name all of these players, this team that is the number one team in the NFL right now. We'll name all of these guys and their dead money. I'm going to start down with Josh Sweat. Now, Josh Sweat didn't have as much dead money coming into this season because well, he was still on his rookie deal. They gave him an extension. Josh Sweat has $33 million in dead money. And I'm going to tell you something. There's like 10 dudes ahead of him, maybe even 12. And this is how you get guys under the salary cap. Dallas Goddard, all pro-level tight end, has $26 million in dead money. There's a $3 million cap figure. That's how you do it. Go look at the Jacksonville Jaguars dead money. And guys like this will be at the top of their list. But they're, they're not at the top of the Eagles list in terms of what they're capping. So I'm going in reverse order with the lower cap spaces coming first. 
and I'm telling you what their dead money is. Hassan Reddick, who they signed last year, 30 million dead money. That means money already given to him. 3.8 million on the cap. Isaac Siomalo, 10 million in dead money, $4 million cap figure. Fletcher Cox, $14 million in dead money, $4 million cap figure. Jordan Maialata, $43.9 million in dead money. $4 million cap hit. I'll skip anybody on their rookie deal like Devontae Smith. I'll get to A.J. Brown. $40 million in dead money. $5.6 million cap figure. Jason Kelsey. All of these dudes making all of this cash. $29 million in dead money. $8 million cap figure. Brandon Graham. $26 million in dead money. $9 million cap figure. Darius Slade. $32 million bucks in, in dead money. $9.7 million cap figure. I hope you guys get my point. Lane Johnson. $35 million in cap money. I mean, dead money. $11 million cap fit. Javon Hargrave this year, $17 million. Dead cap. cap. His cap hit is $17 million. So you see, because he's in the last year of his deal. So you see where I'm going here. When you do it that way, you understand that these teams, all of those players that I just named are really good football players. So how did one team get so many guys? Well, you can start to see how they got so many guys. They drafted guys, and then they went out, and they knew that they were close, and they signed some people. And you got a whole bunch of people with double digits in dead money. Now you look at the Jaguars, the guys with double-digit Dead money, dead cap money. Rayshon Jenkins, Roy Robinson Harris. I'm not going to include Trevor. Brandon Sheriff, Christian Kirk, Darius Williams. I'm not going to include Trayvon. Foyasadi Oluwakan, Foley Fadukasi, and Zay Jones. Look at that group of guys, and then look at the Eagles group of guys. So all of your double-digit guys, line your double-digit dead money guys up with their dead money guys. Who's better? Who's better? You got to get more talent. However, you got to figure it out to adjust these numbers and make room for more people. You got to do it. And you got to keep the ones you already have. And folks keep talking about this compensatory pick if they get rid of uh, Jawan Taylor. If they sign another free agent that's equal to that, they won't get a compensatory pick. So everything, you know, has a asterisk, if you will, about it. And that's one of them that does, too. One thing that doesn't have asterisk is that I'm going to be here tomorrow, same time, same place, with another podcast. And I expect that you'll do what you always do and make us your first listen and join us because it's your team every day. We'll see you next time. Y'all make sure you take care of each other. I'm Tony Wiggins.